Warm greetings, haircut family. Hope that you're doing well. Um, it's been quite the week for me. It's been quite the couple of weeks for me. Um, I've dealt with mild sickness. I shouldn't say mild, it was pretty intense. And some level of injury. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, I'm also in Pondicherry, away from my flat in Bangalore, which feels like the barber shop. So it's interesting how a different setting can affect your sense of creativity and your, your how you channel your creative energy and, and such. Don't want to sound like a white dude with dreads saying these kind of things, but uh, it, it must be said. Also, forgive the background noise. Like I said, I'm not in my apartment, but I insist on recording this nonetheless now that I'm not sick anymore. And that's just how I go. Pondi is a small seaside town full of people who aren't even in a hurry, but they honk and they'd be driving down the wrong side of the road out of the gutter on their bike with four people on the pillion area. It's just how it goes. It's calm. It's relaxed. Trust me. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean if you've been here. You have to be alert on these roads. Keep them eyes open. Keep that ass planted. Use it to feel your sense of balance because at any point, Tata Safari with 11 people come darting out of a side road. I'm just kidding, it's not gonna be a Safari. It'll be a Honda Dio. Also, this place has a million people in it, but it still feels like a small town to me. What does that say about me? I think I might've been in Bangalore a little too long. Anyway, the last couple of weeks have been wild. Uh, I held the front brake of my scooter here in Pondi. I didn't bring the car. I've been using a scooter. I pulled the front brake, which is a mistake in the rain on a two-wheeler because they don't have ABS, they don't have shit. So when you pull it in the rain where there's no traction, it just locks up and then you slowly fall over, slowly. And there's nothing you can do about it. I was going at like 15 kilometers an hour. I wasn't even going fast, but I, I felt it happening. And just like the first time this happened to me when I was like 19, again, in the rain, very slow, same exact situation. There was nothing I could do to prevent it. And I knew it was happening. And that's a special kind of tragic, my friends. That's a special cringe. Fell over, bumped my knee on a speed breaker. And uh, the worst part about getting a scab on your knee is, thankfully, I'm very grateful that that was the extent of the damage. But the worst part about getting a scab on your knee is that you can't bend it for like a week. Because otherwise the scab will come loose. It's on the part that's like the, the, the part that bends when you bend your leg. I, I, I mean, stretches when you bend your leg. It's on the part that stretches when you bend your leg, which is why. So I had to keep my leg straight as a plank. Couldn't work out. And that brings me onto the topic for today. Are endorphins a drug? Think about it. Think about it with me. Humor me. I know some of y'all might be mad hardcore all kinds of uh, bathing salts on the weekends, you know, inhalation salts, as I like to call them. But believe me, I think that endorphins are a drug, all right? Because I have not had a crash like this in 
a long time. A long time. It was disconcerting. Also, it might have had something to do with the fact that I couldn't even like sit up straight for a while because I had to like make sure my leg healed up right, which meant no movement, which meant that I couldn't even like sit at my desk over here in the studio, which is my usual place of work and creativity here. Couldn't do that because you have to keep your leg completely straight. I couldn't even bend it for a little while. <clears throat> so I was mostly in bed. I think that probably had something to do with it. Your environment and the way you spend your day obviously affects your sense of self-respect and uh, initiative in life and motivation, obviously. And I, I, I've had a pretty good rhythm this year. And it's taken a lot of discipline to build, especially the workouts. And at this point, I enjoy them. It's been three months. And it's annoying having to cut them out because I felt like an actual potato. An actual potato. And I was so bored. I would spend most of my days just like scrolling because it's like you can read, play the guitar or like look at a screen. And when you're not wrapped too tight, you know, you don't have those endorphins, you don't have the serotonin, you don't have like a little like an hour or two a day where your heart's pumping, you feel alive, you connect to that visceral part of yourself. The body benefits from movement. There is no doubt I have in that statement. That is just fact. And so without it, I found myself unable to take the initiative to play the guitar even for a few days. I was just like looking at um, social media, which is a poor use of one's time, and watching like binging this sitcom on Hotstar. And I was on such a short fuse that when Amy Schumer's character came in at the beginning of the second season, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. It actually annoyed me. I have never been bothered with such irrelevant variables before, such as one cast member that I don't like in a show. It bothered me and I stopped watching and then I looked at the ceiling in my room and I was like, this is fucked. This is unfortunate. There's nothing I can do. And I'm telling you, man, there's a sense of misery that comes from being bedridden that is irreplicable. You can't duplicate this shit. Your worst day, still better than that. Trust me, having movement, things to do in your day, being outside, socializing, working out, playing an instrument for a long time, practicing. You know, really getting into a deep place with something. I know that it's probably just, it's probably more than just the hormones, but I, I don't know. I got a strong feeling about that. I am like wondering if I have a dependency on working out at this point because it's so satisfying seeing 1%, like a little bit of growth every day, a little chunk of growth every week, a significant chunk every month. And then you see yourself just becoming healthier and it's, it's nice. But like I was in a spiral because you can't work out, which means... It's very difficult to diet in a disciplined way because you just want something that excites you in your day. So you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get freaking three burgers from McDonald's just so I can look at it in front of me and be like, wow. Or like a huge mound of kotoporota and really spicy curry, like to the point of pain so that I can feel something. It was weird. I've had a weird two weeks. 
Not to mention, no one wants to hang. Like, okay, no, I shouldn't say that. That's rude. It's mean. But like, low key, subconsciously, your own friends know it's low key and it's 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 an inconvenience to hang out with the disabled dude. Oh, that's fucked. That's just fucked. I can't put this in the podcast. I was a disabled guy, all right, briefly. And you know something? I know I'm so privileged. I have all working limbs and I don't take them for granted anymore. Not after that. I feel so lucky. So I know this isn't like permanent disability and I'm so grateful for that. But even for the short time, I just felt like, uh, I, I would try hanging out after a few days. I'd go see some friends, chill out in the living room, you know, but I got to keep my legs straight. So like one leg is bent in front of the sofa. The other one is like on another chair, you know, everyone was incredibly sweet about it. Maybe it was just in my head. I felt bad for being an inconvenience. It's just been a strange, strange week. And I don't mean to make you guys my shrinks. I am the shrink. I am the barbershop owner and shrink. I don't know. Maybe it's going the other way today. Forgive me if it is exploring a lot of thoughts. Thoughts that I don't like saying to friends because I don't want to talk about heavy shit with friends unduly. Yeah, it's been a trying couple of weeks, but that's life. And now that I'm back... It feels amazing. I've been working out and I can see the neck muscle beginning to build itself despite the fact that I never want a massive one. I hate it when it's delineated on men. It's creepy. Have you seen those like big ass neck muscles that dudes have? Feels almost like a separate entity. It's like contoured thing just sticking up from behind their neck like peeping at you John Cena type deal but it's good and I feel like I've realized from this experience just how short the distance is from being healthy and feeling good and having certain habits in your day that help you to stay on an even keel and enjoy yourself and make progress enjoy a sense of progress in life Things within your control, right? Things that you can choose to be disciplined about. Obviously, certain things that are, are integral to uh, mental health and well-being, such as finance, are out of one's control, at least for the most part, unless you are working for dad's company and you decide your own salary. You know? But these things are within your control. And as soon as those things disappear, you make that very short fall from being good feeling good because everything is perception anyway to landing on your ass having to keep your legs straight all the time and wondering about life unpleasant and it's like i was so miserable i didn't even want to talk to my dad about it he would just see me around like i'd walk out of my room every now and then wouldn't really say anything like looking all downtrodden you know a downcast visage greeted the paternal figure every time I came out of my room. And I was like, man, he deserves better than that. I'm only here a couple of weeks. Jeez. But yeah, I think endorphins are a real drug. And I think that also... <clears throat> I shouldn't say drug. Let me not debase it in that manner. I believe that they 
are something that you can take a sense of refuge in, just like other things that you are disciplined about. But when they are taken away from you, where does your sense of identity lie? Is the real question. Because when, let me tell you this, when I was sitting there in my bed, I wasn't feeling good about myself. No, 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 bad for a week straight. And I've been good for a little while now and it's so good to be back. But I will tell you this, I'm not gonna forget, forget this because I feel like I can learn a lesson or two from this. Where does my sense of identity truly lie? It's a transient thing, how you feel about yourself. It's a transient thing. I wonder if other people's self-image um, and their sense of self are concrete enough that they believe in themselves even with, when the chips are done. They believe in themselves even when they can't do certain things that they're like, okay, I'm, kinda, I'm proud of myself for doing this. You can't do that. It, the ability is taken away from you. Are you still looking in the mirror and feeling good about yourself? Thankful, grateful, you know? I wonder. Because I was not. I wonder. And it's prompted me to search within myself for a deeper sense of meaning and identity in my life because shit happens, man. You know, you never know. And I get sick very rarely, but I feel like I caught COVID from, some, from this concert that I went to. And I was already exhausted. I was really pushing too hard in a lot of ways and I was a little overextended. So I think I left the goalpost open for COVID to come in. But with the injury and yeah, things happen. And you know something, I am actually grateful to God. I'll just say it. I am grateful to God that nothing worse happened. It was just a little scab. It was a little achy swelly in my knee for a little while and then now it's, it's back to normal. And that is so good. People have to deal with so much worse. Nevertheless, it still begs the philosophical question, where does your sense of identity lie? Where is the foundation of your self-perspective? Is it in your working out? Is it in how good you are at playing some instrument? Is it in how popular you feel when you walk into the club? Is it in the cars that you own? Is it in the house that you live in? I'll tell you something. All these things can disappear in an instant. You might not believe me. People like to feel like things are gonna stay the same. I personally grew up not really liking change. Um, I know that some people, some people embrace it, but I like a sense of stability and control. Now, the real world, for the most part, is very kind and graceful about those things and it lets you have them, but every so often the moment arrives that something is snatched away from you. And then you wonder, am I a schmuck? Am I a schmuck sitting here in my bed with my legs straight all day? A schmuck that can't do anything? A schmuck that can't play the guitar without like feeling like his knee is about to explode? Am I just a schmuck because I'm in dad's house right now? Am I dependent? All these shitty questions come and start looking you in the face. Formerly, they were relegated to the closet underneath the stairs that you never went into. 
because having discipline and occupying occupying your mind with good things helps with that but try sitting in a room for six days straight baby try it i implore you see how you feel about things because that's the crucible being occupied is a blessing don't take it for granted anyway not entirely sure i have anything else to say about that particular topic but i just felt like i'd be candid for a moment and tell you about this i feel like i say that i i feel like i'm going to be candid for a moment every episode and maybe that's just what this is going to be candor central every week with mica i don't know i hope you guys are good i hope that you are very very well physically mentally um i hope that you're looked after that you have good things to fill your time with i personally realized that despite the fact that making money in the music industry takes a long like it takes a while at least if you if you think about it in terms of stability where you're like okay i know there's going to be demand for me this month that month and i'm going to do all these performances like it takes a minute to get to that but in the meantime you can diversify and you can also be disciplined about the motor skills that it takes to do this well you want to be a professional that's what the job requires you know so i've been this this year's been interesting i've been taking advantage of the time that i have to better myself with my instrument with my vocal delivery um and to also dig deeper into into myself to see what i want to say and to really be honest with my art and that's that's been nice it's a little scary sometimes because i write lyrics that just fall out of me and then i'm like maybe i should see a shrink but that's the price you pay for being truly authentic because none of us are wrapped as tight as we think anyway i just thought i'd touch upon that little nugget of wisdom that i i've been gifted this year because it was brought into sharp contrast by what i've had to deal with the last couple of weeks anyways I wish you well but I shall wish you well again. I hope that uh this shines some light on things in your life. I hope that uh this is valuable to you in some way, shape or form. Okay, bye.